How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Truth is, <laughs> I am Iron Man. Rose? Well, we're going, we don't need Rose. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. And here we go. Welcome to None of the Movie Pod. Zach Williamson with Ross Cutsworth and Lou Goosens. Monday night, not a ton of news stories at the time we're recording, so definitely going to be one of our shorter pods before we wrap it up with discussions on Stranger Things, episodes two and three. Finally, just going to get those, crank those out every episode until we're done with the season. Okay, let's, let's start with the 1917 trailer. I know you want to talk about that, Luke. Sam Mendez, Oscar winner. Yeah, it looks good. It looks fucking dope. This one looks a lot better than that Midway movie, I think. That trailer we were talking about a couple weeks back. Oh, yeah. The Midway movie just looks like a kind of like an action flick, but 1917 looks uh, more in-depth than that. You know? Yeah, it's getting off like some Dunkirk vibes a little bit. Yeah, it looks more dramatic. With like the artillery and shit. Mm-hmm. And they got Roger Deakins for cinematography, so you know it's going to be fucking good. He's the one who just won an Oscar for Blade Runner. Uh, he did Skyfall. Oh, he did Blade Runner? Shawshank Redemption. Shit. Yeah. That was his first one. The that plays Tommen, isn't it? Is he? I didn't even see. He was in the trailer? Yeah. What's his fucking name? Fuck, dude. I don't remember. I don't remember that fool's name. They have a bunch of pretty good, like, supporting actors for this one. There's, like, Benedict. Richard Madden's going to be in it. Colin Firth. Andrew Scott, who we were just talking about in Black Mirror. He was in that that second episode we all liked. Great Scott. Dude, Richard Madden is popping off. He's in everything. I yeah. know. Well, I feel like he wasn't even in the trailer, though. So I'm not sure if it's going to be a huge role for him. The two main leads, I don't even know who they are. They're they're kind of unknowns. Huh. That, no, they're one of the leads. Tommen. He's one of the leads. That was him. Yeah, look it up. Oh, Tommen from Game of Thrones? What are you saying? Yes. I'm 95% sure. I was like, what? That's fucking dumb. So is this based around an actual battle? Yeah. Or I have no clue. Holy shit, dude. You're totally right. Dean Charles Chapman. Is it like fantasy fiction or what? I don't know if it's based on anything. I forgot to look that up. Probably, dude. World War One. <laughs> well, I mean, no yeah. Shit. I'm saying a specific battle in World War One. Uh... Fuck, what did they say? Didn't they say something that gave it away? The story was just about... It was about two dudes who are going... They have to deliver a message, right? And one of his brothers is on, is on that line. Yeah. yeah. And he's got to deliver that message, otherwise... It's like Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Because they're in a bad spot and they're about to get wiped out, so he's got to deliver like a retreat message. Or they're all going to die, is what they were saying. Looks dope, though. What do you think, Zach? I think it looks really good. I'm... It comes out on Christmas, so what do we got on Christmas then? It's like that or Star Wars. Well, Star Wars comes out a little bit before. Yeah. But yeah. And Cats, doesn't that come out on Christmas? Dude, so, come on. We're not seeing oh, Cats. cats. This shit or Cats, man. <laughs> I might watch Cats. No, fuck that. We're not seeing Oh, you guys are assholes. You don't like Cats? You're dog people? What? Are you a fan of theater or something? I like Cats. I don't, I don't like those Cats. Human cats. I mean, it looks like a good cast. I mean, it looks like a good cast, but I mean, let's be real. We got other shit to see. We got Stizar Wars. We got fucking 1917. Jesus. There's going to be other movies, too. I'm forgetting. Like, Christmas is always stacked with shit that we can review then. Yeah. December. All right, here's the deal. If Cats gets, if it gets a 75% score, we'll review it. 
Oh, no. shit. Okay. Damn. 75%. All right. Yeah, if it gets good reviews. No, here's the deal. If it gets 75%, Zach or I will go watch it, and then we'll report back to you how it is. And then you'll have our word for it. I'll do that. Fair. That's, that's a deal. I might go see it anyway if I got my AMC, if it's on the thing. Yeah, dude. That thing's so clutch. Dude, Regal just got it. I forgot to tell you guys this. Regal opened their, their deal. It's like you either pay for a whole year. I want to say it's like 120 bucks for the whole year, and that gets you any... It's some sort of deal somewhere, a certain amount of mo- views or a certain amount of movies a month. And they have like kind of a, what do you call it, brackets. So it's like a cheaper one that's like 18. But those, I don't know for you guys, they might only be in the Portland area. Well, I'm going to be living in Boston pretty soon. So Boston? That's confirmed? Uh, Yeah. What? Yeah, that's confirmed, bro. Way to drop the fucking atomic bomb on us. How? What the fuck? What? I told I you Last I heard you were talking about it. And did you get into the school? Yeah, I got in. Congrats, fool. It's easy. Hell yeah, man. That's that's awesome. Thanks, man. Okay, shall I move on then? So the Game of Thrones season eight, episode six script, which was submitted to the Emmys, it got posted online because it was submitted as did all the others. But this one had, before there was backlash, there was a ton of backlash once people started reading through it and it got pulled. And there was <laughs> there was some interesting things that came out of it. I think one... The main, I, honestly, I was reading through it and I was like, oh, we could probably go into this for a while, but it would just start pissing me off the Same, longer dude. I read it. So I was like, this is going to win an Emmy, the script. And like specifically the one, I think what annoyed me the most was just the, so they made it seem like there was this big symbolism with him burning the fucking Iron Throne. And then it just says that <laughs> the Iron Throne was just a dumb bystander caught up in it. And I was like, okay, so that you just threw away whatever that meant. And then, I don't know, dude, there was just other shit I was reading that is just annoying. Like, I know the whole, hey, they failed geography thing, Jon Snow and Sansa or whatever. It's just like a joke, but it's just like when there's all this other bad writing going on in the script. This makes it look that much worse. Yeah, it took it literal. And then just the parts where no one was questioning Bran anytime he said anything kind of weird. They're just like, oh, well... He's the new king. That's kind of strange. Like that was literally written in there. And I was like, all right, I'm done. I don't want, I'm not reading in this anymore. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? No, I felt the same way, dude. I like the more I read it, the more I was just like, holy shit, you guys, it just seemed like they didn't, they didn't do enough rewrites of this. They just kind of like threw something out there and like, I don't know. It just seemed really bad to me. I wish we could have seen the episode five script too, just to see about like the, what they said about the white horse that Arya found. Because, like, we were all thinking it had all this symbolism and shit. Oh, yeah, for real. Like, what did that mean? Yeah, that meant nothing in the end. But I know. I wish they would drop all of them. Yeah. There was one other part, too, that just the part where Yara, you know, where Yara is like all pissed and then she just sits down after Arya's like, I'll cut your Arya. What'd she say? I'll, like, cut your, cut your throat or some shit like that. And then it just said that Yara was, was bad, but. Arya was the worst or she was like a different beast and I was like what the fuck dude like so she's just gonna drop everything because of that oh man it's just weak yeah it was very weak and just like what you were saying it felt rushed because it feels rushed because they were none of like why wouldn't you question some of these things that Bran is saying you're just gonna like let him there was there was so many hints in that script that he knew something was up or he knew what was going down and none of them said anything like John didn't say anything yeah uh, it was honestly crazy like thinking back like when when Jon Snow is saying goodbye to everyone that like Kit was able to even get his even emotions out of it because he didn't even have anything to say really in, in that whole scene when he's saying goodbye to all the Starks. So I, I don't know, man. I don't even, <laughs> that's, that's all I got on it. Uh, I pretty much, I concur. Luke, 
How about you, Luke? Uh, well, well, I don't know. I didn't read it, but you're just saying it was just full of inconsistencies and shit that didn't make sense. It's just full of, of things that these characters are smart characters and they would question these kind of things, but it just felt like, oh, they're trying to just wrap this up quickly or the way they want to do They just want to get it done. That's what it felt like while I was reading it. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Especially just with things around Bran, just some of the stuff he was saying. Like, why is no one questioning this shit? Like, when he says, yeah. why do you think I came all this way? And then it was like, that was kind of strange. So is the new king. And that was literally like the line that they wrote. Like, that's what it said in the script. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was strange, but so is the new king. I'm like, what, dude? Come on. Fucking, that's Tyrion's going to sit there and question that shit or anyone. Sam. Yeah. Just roll with it, I guess. All right. Okay. That's it. No more thrones. There's no pre, no prequel news lately. Okay. So next, this just happened today. Andy Serkis will direct Venom 2 officially. He was in talks for the past couple of weeks. He confirmed it, jumped on Twitter, posted a picture, like an edit of him, and it had the lethal protector storyline. So, I mean, that's what they're already doing. They did that with the first one. They yeah. adapted that and Venom's origin. I wonder where he's going to take it with this. Maybe... Yeah, we know Carnage is going to be involved. Yeah. Is it just going to be about those two, or is it going to be about Venom rejecting Tom Hardy? Not Flash Thompson, but it's... Uh, what's his name? Brock? Yeah. Eddie Brock. Yeah, Eddie Brock. Yeah. What other movies has he directed? He directed Mowgli, which was a Netflix. Well, it was originally another studio that sold it to Netflix. It was okay. It's definitely darker, and it felt more like the original story of the Jungle Book. But I think it got sold, one, because the other Jungle Book just came out like a year or two before that. And it's just people are confused. Why the fuck is there another Jungle Book coming out? But it also didn't, for me, when I was watching it, I didn't think it had, uh, I don't know, it just wasn't, it was dark, which I liked, but the characters weren't very, I don't know, it just didn't really feel for them as much. The human, the human aspect wasn't that great. And it was, there was a lot of human aspect in this story compared to like past Jungle Book stories. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good though. I thought it was still pretty good. I thought it was okay. The, I don't want to like spoil anything, but just what happened, you know, with his, with the, never mind. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> but, and then he also did, he did, I want to say he was like a second, he was like an assistant director on the Hobbit movies too. So he has that. Mm. And then he did one other movie that was more of like an indie movie. So this is, and those weren't that great. Yeah. And, but those, not, I don't think that's his, he wasn't the one making the final call on a lot of that. Yeah. Can't Just that was a hard trilogy to it. That's a hard book to adapt into a trilogy. Didn't need to be a trilogy. No. It could have been one movie or two movies, maybe. The Hobbit? Yeah. Yeah, you could probably do a super cut, like a three-hour cut of it and just get all the best parts and make it like a really fucking good movie. But it just, yeah, it dragged out a little bit. Yeah, if they would have just made like one movie that was like two and a half, two hours, 45 minutes, it would have been nice. Dude, Andy Strickers has glowed up, though, from fucking Schmeagle to fucking... Schmeagle. <laughs> from Schmeagle to fucking Claw from Black Panther, dude, he's gotten so shredded. He doesn't look like a bird anymore. <laughs> he was good in Black Panther also. That, was, that wasn't actually his body. How? Are you joking? In Claw? Where's Claw? No, in Lord of the Rings. Dude, I know, but you know like the flashbacks when they fucking, uh, when he's just a guy? When he's just a guy? A hobbit. Just a regular hobbit. That's what I'm talking about. I'm pretty sure that's using perspective shooting. I don't even know what that means. It's just like 
where how you position a person in the shot and then you make other like things or other objects in the shot larger or closer to the camera so it makes the perspective look like the character is a lot smaller than their surroundings. Oh, yeah, but he didn't seem jacked. Like, he didn't have a chiseled-ass yeah. chin. Like, fucking his arms were small. Like, you know. Yeah, that's true. Was that the first movie that he actually was just him? He wasn't playing a fucking, like, creature or some sort of CGI shit? Oh. First movie I know of. Yeah, I don't know. Because he was, like, King Kong, Gollum, Caesar. Is he always CGI guy? Motion capture god, yeah. <laughs> Damn, That's... dude. Wait, is that actually what they call him? Motion capture god? I mean, some people call him He's that. He's the man. He's known for that shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. I did not know that. It says he was in Long Shot. Never saw that movie that came out this year. Uh, who freaking knows? Well, Age of Ultron was like 2015, so that was way before that. He did the voice for that shit too. Jesus, he's just what the. And he was Snoke too. Forgot about that. Did we yeah. Say that? Oh my God! What? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Luke, this dude's a god. Dude, he is a god. He's everyone. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe he'll do Venom's voice. Oh, that would be. They'll cool. mix it with Tom Hardy's. He's always a really bad guy. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's why they hired him too, because it's like, okay, there's the CGI sort of creature that's the main character of this story and he's really good at this kind of stuff that's what i was thinking because this is like a big this is a big movie to give a guy who only has two movies before that you know and venom just made 856 million it's a bit it was a big hit for him critically it wasn't very like very like that's why they didn't bring back the zombie land director i think but same script like they have the same writers so it's like okay obviously they thought the writing was fine or originally and something happened after that they didn't like that's why they're not bringing him back i think so, because if Zombieland 2 is already done, I don't think, I don't know what his next project is, the other director. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it seems like a big, it's a big risk for Sony, I think. They're doing it though. They should fuck it. Oh, yeah. Send it with the motion capture god. All right. Any more, any more Venom talk? Yeah, that's really all I have to say on that. Uh, nah. No. All right. Next. Now, more MCU shit, or now we're getting MCU shit. So, Kevin Feige confirmed what we already knew, said Scarlet Witch could easily handle Thanos and he would have done it if you didn't bring down all of his troops that just like him even talking about that got me thinking like, okay, we're talking about this Scarlet, Witch could be a villain kind of shit. And I don't know. I'm starting to like that theory more. What you think Ross and Luke? Yeah, dude, she'd be formidable as fuck. Like she can alter reality. I just, I finished that house of M storyline, Zach, and she cleans house. She just wrecks everyone. She She's married to Vision in that storyline too. But then she like kills yeah. all a bunch of the Avengers. And she's like powerful enough to where she can completely alter the reality of the entire Earth in the comics. So she's actually weaker in the com- in the, the MCU than she is in the comics, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Or she just hasn't tapped that power. Yet. Yeah, hasn't tapped into there. What is this House of M storyline? So... Actually, when in the beginning of the comics, I thought that her kids died too. But in the beginning of the comics, Charles is like talking to her and she's having like this lapse where she's holding her babies and everyone's around her and they're like smiling and they're celebrating. And then Charles just like rolls up into it. And it's like some alternate reality. And Charles, they're all like happy. And Charles is just like, you never had any kids. And then she just looks at him and she's like, what are you talking about? I'm holding my kids right here. And then he's just like, he starts yelling at her. He's like, you never had any kids. You're, you're tripping. And then she like snaps out of it and she's just curled up in her bed. And she's like having a mental breakdown because there was this event where she killed like Ant-Man, Hawkeye, the Vision. So, and she was married to the Vision at 
that time. And so she's like having a psychological break and all the Avengers gather up and meet and they try to talk about like what to do with her. And they, a bunch of them want to kill her because she could just destroy the like fabric of reality. And then a bunch like Captain America is like, no, we can't kill anyone. She's an Avenger. She's one of us. Inspire man's against it too. And then they Quicksilver like goes and spies on them. And they're on this, they're, Quicksilver, Magneto, and Scarlet Witch are all on like this island called, I don't even know what the fuck it's called, but it's like just for mutants. And Quicksilver goes and spies on the meeting and he thinks they're going to kill her, but they actually just wanted to go talk to her. So she like steals, he steals uh, Scarlet Witch away. And they, it just like, they alter the fabric of reality and then a bunch of shit happens. And she basically just says no more mutants and then gets rid of all the mutants. But yeah, strongest Avenger, what you think? I don't know. It's got to be like her or Thor, right? Or Captain yeah. Marvel. Or Doctor Strange. Nah, I, I think that... No. What? Doctor Strange defeated a god, basically. Yeah. But then he got fucking just mopped by Thanos. Yeah. With four gem, gems. With four infinity gems. That's true. I think he had like, yeah, four at that time. I think there's multiple Avengers that could beat Thanos if he doesn't have any stones. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, so Thor, Captain Marvel, probably... Yeah. Thor, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, maybe Hulk, because I think he had one. That's a good list. I think he had one stone when he defeated Hulk in the beginning of Infinity War. So I think it might be close if... Oh, he watched Hulk, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he made Hulk never come back. He, like, retired. Yeah. Yeah, I think those four for sure, though. Maybe Iron Man if he didn't have any stones. Maybe, yeah. Well, he's R.I.P. <laughs> Rest in peace, dog. Sorry. I feel bad now. Okay, that's it. I miss him. Dude, she didn't have kids. I just, well, in the comics, it said she didn't. Well, in that storyline? Yeah, in that storyline, it said that. Oh, so she did, she had kids in this alternate one and then she's trying to replace them? Like she made her own reality where she did have kids, but in like the main reality, she couldn't. Yeah, like the first page is her giving birth. And then. What happened right before the House of M, though? What storyline? I don't know. Or is that the beginning of After it? After the House of M. No, there is another storyline before it. That's Avengers Disassembled, right? I think that's after. Or no, that's before. It is before. Planet X. Avengers Disassembled, that's after? I think it's before. Look, okay, and then Magneto shows up and he says, Wanda, we talked about this. Put it back. You have no children. There's no one in the room but you and me. And then she said, no, no. You See? See my beautiful babies. And then she said, and then, okay, Professor X says, you cannot have children. You never could. And he says, stop abusing your immune powers. You're only hurting yourself. And he just keeps telling her to put the world oh, so back. Then she's just trying to, to make, she's trying to go back to this world where she has kids or whatever. Yeah. Well, she's like altering reality with her powers to make it so she could have kids. Oh, unknowingly or oh, knowingly. knowingly? No, on purpose. Because oh. she wants to have kids so bad. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So next story. I feel like we're, we're, are far enough out from Far From Home that we can talk about this. But if you haven't seen Spider-Man Far From Home and you somehow haven't been spoiled, skip ahead like two minutes probably have for this topic. So next, Far From Home director John Watts, he said that that was really Nick Fury at Tony Stark's funeral. So we know since that point, we're right in that moment, that was Nick Fury. But he was later asked about when... Nick Fury was cutting the sandwiches and he cut it differently and ate it or whatever. He said he didn't know for that. So I'm thinking maybe, okay, so what if he's just using these like when he needs, when he wants to use scrolls and he's been doing it for a while? Well, yeah, that was one of our theories that it could have been. Was that he's bouncing back and forth? 
Yeah, exactly. I think that's possible. Well, I mean, that's what it sounds like now that he confirmed that. That it's just like whenever he needs a break or whenever he needs to go do something and he can't be two places at once. Like, yeah, he has Talos I should, coming. I should add that this is what, yeah, I should add this is what John Watts thinks. He thinks that that was Nick Fury, the thing at the funeral. And we've known that all these writers and fucking directors all, for whatever reason, aren't on the same page. So, but I think that that's good. Like, I feel like he would have had to talk to the, the Russos and everyone to know for sure about this, you know? So it seems like we can take yeah. it like, yeah, this is, this is correct. Okay. So next one, the Russos, this is, this is some more news that came out of Comic-Con just this week or this past week. I mean, sorry. And that is that the Russos say, despite Tony Stark figuring out time travel, they specifically said that Sharia is still the smartest Avenger. So I think we talked about that on the last pod, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. I think for me, it's just... Did we? Yeah, we did. We did. Well, we, we didn't know for mm-hmm. sure, but that's what they're saying. And I think I'm okay with it. I think that they should just show this on screen, though, like show more stuff. I know she's only been in, what, two movies, so that's not a ton of time to show stuff. But yeah. like they've shown, they've shown Tony do a lot of crazy shit. Like he built a suit with nothing, pretty much, and figuring out time travel and all this stuff. Like those are crazy things. So it's just, hey, you know, start giving her some stuff to show that. I don't, I don't really get yeah, it. There's I mean, like a ton of outrage over this when we tweeted this shit out. So I was like, okay, huh? We can talk about it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I think people are just pissed because they like introduced a new character in the, and then now they're saying, oh, this new character is smarter than like, you know, our fucking poster boy all of a sudden. I feel like that's a reason why people are yeah. probably pissed. Yeah. Luke, or Ross? No, I agree. So they're like just coming in and they're saying like our word is law. Like if we say that she's smarter, she's smarter. Without really like earning it, kind of is what you're saying. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I was just saying, just show it. Yeah, just put it on screen. Yeah, she's like incredible, incredibly intelligent. Like, easily top three, top two. I mean, she could be the smartest, but just like keep showing, keep building up her character in the movies. I would, I don't want to see it. You know, I mean, I don't want to just like hear it from the directors after the fact. Like, I don't really care about that. I'm not invested in that. I'd be invested in it if mm-hmm. you could just keep building up her character, like show that she's a badass, which they are. But like, keep doing it, keep building her up and then just let people think that on their own and not have to like say it, you know? Yeah. And she's also grown up in a, a world with vibranium. It's like, OK, what if Tony grew up? in that world like what would he have done with it oh good point yeah that is a good point he did have like it, a dad yeah. that was insanely rich and powerful though yeah and he inherited a lot of money yeah but I mean same with Zuri Shuri, Shuri yeah Shuri Shuri that's what you say yeah Shuri I say Shuri. Shuri what is it Ross is there a, is there a proper term what'd you say Shuri Shuri Shuri, Shuri. <laughs> um, it's Shuri yeah but so did she like she's a fucking yeah. princess pretty much right plus a vibranium which is like you can just make so much more stuff with that material. Mm-hmm. Didn't Tony make an element at one point too? Yeah, he did. He made his own element in Iron but Man But that's too. in the comics. No, he did it in the movie. No, in Iron Man 2, he did it. Mm-hmm. It was to like solve uh, his arc reactor poisoning him. Oh, I remember that now. Huh. Yeah. If she brings back visions, um, that's definitely some points. Yeah. Reanimation or... I mean, who created Vision though? Tony Stark created him in the first place. But yeah, you're right. That does, that's major points. If she brings Vision back. Okay, anything else on that? Nah. Uh, no. Okay, that's it. No more MCU. Next, we're f- doing Stranger Things episodes two and three. Um, so if you haven't seen it, go watch those. Follow along. We're going to do probably two episodes 
from here on out, I think we're just gonna get those done. Just get those out of the way since it's been almost a month now that this show has been out. Okay, so Stranger Things, episode two. Ross, you wanna go first on this one? Sure. I thought, <laughs> man, I just, I'm frustrated with how Hopper is handling it. I, I mean, I guess, yeah, that is true. Mike was just being a total dickhead in the last episode. But at the same time, you're like, wow, okay, these are kids. Like, I can't just come down to their level, you know? Just because a kid's like being a kid, yeah. you can't just freak out and like, like, oh, I, I can't handle this. I'm just going to get angry, you know? Yeah, like, but Hopper's kind of old school. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, he could be a li- he could be a little smarter than that, you know? He's letting a kid, like, get under his skin. That is true, though. He is pretty old, old school, but... Yeah, I just, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Can I add on that? I think, uh, what's up? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to add that, yeah, I'm kind of with the same page as you as like the first episode. It's like, okay, he might have, like, kid Mike was being fucking annoying. But then in this episode, he's just being kind of a dick. This episode, he's a dick to the waiters because she Joyce doesn't show up. And it's like, she's going through some shit. Like, this girl's been through real trauma. Like, she's seen her fucking boyfriend die in front of her. Like, her kid's been kidnapped and possessed. It's yeah. like, dude, if she thinks something weird's happening again, like, she's been right every time. So it's just... Give, cut and he's just, like, basically mocking her. Yeah, and he was getting all defensive because she was hanging out with the fucking science teacher. It's like, dude, who are you? You're not even dating. You're not anything to her. You're a friend. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, uh, just weird behavior. Yeah, but he's been drinking, you know? He's under the influence. That's not an excuse. It's a terrible excuse. No, but Hopper's... Dude, Hopper's traumatized too. He's obviously turned to the liquor and he he probably doesn't want to re you know think about it again. Oh, about his daughter? Yeah. And just about, you know, I'm just saying that happened just, that was so long. He's had so much more time to like grief over it and get over, like not get over it, but like, you know, deal with it and process it. Deal with it. Yeah. Rather than Joyce, who that shit just happened like months ago, like, and he's taking it out on other people. Six months prior. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But her son didn't actually die. Damn. He fucking could have easily. And her, her boyfriend died right in front of her. Yeah, he could have, but I'm saying, oh, yeah, damn true. Yeah, Bob Forgot. died right in front of her, dude. He got fucking <laughs> rock, dude. A up. That shit, he was just smiling at her and then, nope, taken out. <laughs> fucking RIP. You got Ray Lewis or OJ Simpson. Damn. <laughs> damn. Right, what else, what else did you think about the episode? And, wait, one other thing about that also was she specifically or it wasn't even her he specifically like stated that it wasn't a date he was like it's not a date don't think of it as a date it's fine we're just going out to dinner as friends and then like right after she doesn't show up and he just like gets pissed and just starts like drinking heavy as mm-hmm. fuck i don't know i just i lost some respect for hopper in these this these couple episodes he's being like a little bitch honestly but <laughs> i'm the i'm the chief of police <laughs> yeah so I can do what I want. He's been he's being a dumbo. The the best part about these two episodes, in my opinion, was probably just Steve and Dustin and Robin. That part about them trying to crack the code was the most interesting part to me. Cause like just seeing them work through it and like pro- just translate this code and then like seeing what how that relates to them all basically. And it was just really extra and out there, like in a really good way, in my opinion, with how <laughs> like the Russian not mob, but like the Russian militaries, like in the motel. I don't know how the hell they built that massive shoe under the hotel or not hotel under the mall. Like when did they get the time to build that without anybody seeing them? But it's kind of hilarious. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Yes. We're watching a movie about fucking motherworldly beings. You know, I'm just chalking it up to that. There are movies. 
It's a TV show. TV show. So I'm just like, yeah, okay, it can happen, you know? Yeah. Still got to make your world believable. I think it's fucking absurd too, Ross. But yeah. They just build, <laughs> they just let a bunch of Russians in the middle of like the fucking Cold War come over here and build a fat base under a mall. <laughs> Dude, 1985, that's like towards the end of the Cold War. The Cold War had been going on for fucking 40 years before that. Maybe they were infiltrating, dude. Little kids are picking up your signals. Kids. Yeah, but you still have the after effects of McCarthyism and stuff at that point. The best way to hide shit is hiding shit in plain sight. Just saying. Did they actually show the base in, the, in those two episodes? Uh, it shows them... They're like spying on the the Russians bringing in the shipments into like that little room, it, and it was the dude talking over the radio. You know, okay, yeah. yeah, they didn't show like the size of it yet. Oh shit, yeah, they didn't show the base. All right, my bad. I'll talk. I'll stop talking about that part then. Word, yeah. Well, for me, for the second and third episode, I like now. I can say I like the reunion between Dustin <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, Steve. That was very yeah. cool. Very heartwarming. I kind of feel bad for Steve because now he's all lonely, you know? Like, I guess not really. He has Dustin. They're like little homies. He like went from like a fucking stud in high school to just this kind of burnt, just selling ice cream. Yeah, stud to dud. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, selling ice cream. Dude, um, I feel... Can't pull any girls. Person I feel bad for is fucking Will. Oh, true. Like he has been getting shit on these first two seasons. And then his friends are like just totally ignoring Dude. him. Yeah. Yeah. For, and he's seeing all his friends. Yeah. All his friends are like hanging out with chicks and stuff. And he's just like, damn, I guess it's just me and fucking myself. <laughs> he's, he doesn't even have really anything. Yeah. Oh, him and fucking D and D Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Will the wise, baby. Yeah. He yeah. wants to play D and D. Yeah, the 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 good D and D, not fucking you know those other guys. Those other guys. Yeah, I was gonna ask what you guys thought about this actually, because that that whole scene caused this whole is no or is uh sorry is Will gay? And I'm just like, I don't think that's what? I didn't think that at all. Like my thing was just this dude. This dude has PTSD. Just wants to fucking be a kid, play with his friends, and his friends have all grown up and are like worried about girls and shit. And he just kind of lost a lot of his childhood dealing with. The shit that he's had to go through. Yeah. I was like, I don't think it has to be any anything else. Yeah, it got to the point that they even were asking him all the time in interviews, and he's just like... Yeah, why is that the first thing people think of? Like, I mean, he could be gay, and that's fine, but like, I don't think it has anything to do with his sexuality. Like, he just isn't to that point yet where he's interested in, like, guys or girls sexually. He just still wants to, like, have fun with his friends, you know? That's my opinion on it, anyways. I think it was because they put in that line. They put in that line specifically where he's like, it's not my fault you don't like girls, and that was supposed to cause this... Uh, the Duffers put that in on mm. purpose. Dude, I don't... That's not... What? Is that episode three? That's two and three. It's it's in one... I think it's in three. No, the fucking quote. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because he fucking sure? throws it. He gets... They're playing down there, and then he goes and destroys Castle Byers, which was pretty good scene, honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a good actor, honestly. He's good. Great actor for his age, too. That's probably his best general. scene was that scene Yeah, first through the first three episodes. Besides all the D and D shit, doesn't they didn't really give him much other than that? Those first couple episodes, he worked it though with what he had. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think of like the Billy and Heather storyline? I think I like. I think Billy's. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I uh, 
I think that he's done like the best performance through the first three episodes. Just what he's had to deal with. Just, you know, he fucking, they show him right away. He's getting like that alien tentacle shit down his throat. And then in that trippy dream where he's in the upside down. And like my first three, when I saw that, I was like, okay, so this time they're doing something where he's trapped in the upside down and this like clone takes over. But then that wasn't the case, right? Because then he comes back and kind of like show that shit again. I, I, I like the story. I think you can tell that you can just tell that he doesn't want to do these things, but he he just really feels like he has to. Like he's being forced to. I feel yeah. like he's conveying that emotion really well. Like he's conflicted. Like there's this really strong voice in his head that's just it's got a really strong hold over him and like his actions, and it can persuade him. Yeah, like when they're in the bathroom or in the sauna. Yeah. yeah, even when he told uh, Miss Wheeler to get out, that that first scene, it's like a kind of like a it flashes to what he wants to do is just like fucking just kill her or smack her or something. And he's just like need to get out of here. Yeah, and I noticed when I was rewatching, I noticed too that he's in there drinking fertilizer. I didn't actually catch that the first time. So oh, you didn't? Yeah, it's like Drano or bleach or something. Yeah, I think I noticed it, but then I just was like, oh, the fuck is he doing with that? But then like as you go through the story, you look back and realize, oh shit, he was the first dude that was drinking this fertilizer shit because then you see the grandma on the next episode yeah and episode all three. that shit too grubbing down yeah Dude, that was disturbing yeah it was that was really was disturbing creepy. when i was walking out <laughs> with my friends we were like thinking about how creepy we were like damn this grandma's creepy as fuck but then she didn't really do anything and then the next episode they came back and she's like tweaked out we're like oh, all right this they did set this up she was she reminds me of the fucking uh, boomers from Left 4 Dead. Oh, the boomers. <laughs> the ones that were like, the puke on That's you. a good comparison, damn. <laughs> boomers. Yeah. The fucking, yeah, yak on you. Dude, boomers were the worst yeah, ones. Like, what the fuck? You ever played Left 4 Dead 2 where you could play as a zombie? I hit those cocksuckers. Oh, yes, dude. Yeah. That shit was fucking fun. <laughs> that shit was wild. Actually, I, I kind of hated being the zombies. Oh, I like I like being. The I mean, ones. I like being the humans. Yeah. And really, I hated the zombie shit. <laughs> they need to make a Left 4 Dead three because that second one is that might be my favorite zombie game. Oh, that's for sure Left my Dead favorite Dead. zombie game. I can't even. Th- I can't even think of another zombie game. Maybe like Call of Duty zombies. I don't know. Oh, fuck! <laughs> oh Jesus! One hundred fucking well i mean it doesn't really count it's not really like a separate game but like oh yeah dude cod zombies fuck me it's like its own game though in the game yeah yeah but you have to buy a cod in order to get it so i don't know (laughs) no i do love that That was the best thing that fucking treyarch ever did (laughs) was make cod zombies dude speaking of cod though this new modern warfare for real looks sick have you seen the new shit coming out on it luke or zach uh-uh. They're gonna do uh, what's the new shit? They're gonna do a 100 player like not battle royale, but it's gonna be a hundred player war mode. So it's just called ground war with like tanks and helicopters, and it's gonna be 50 v 50, and it's gonna be just, but like COD modern warfare style. It looks sick. Is it like where there's checkpoints like in um, like battlefield? Uh, yeah, battlefield. I don't know. They haven't said anything yet. It might just be like a team deathmatch oh. or maybe checkpoints. I'm not sure. Looks dope though. Oh. I, I, it's looking cool. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Anyways, <laughs> fuck. Back to Stranger Things. One thing that I did have to say about that one, <laughs> that grandma's house was that I didn't like was when Nancy and Jonathan were like investigating the rats. And this is one thing I don't like just in shows or movies in general. 
Like when something happens off screen, just like perfectly in time for a character to not see it. Like when Jonathan was staring at that rat for like 30 minutes, probably. You're just taking pictures of it for so long. And then literally the second he walks away, something happens. Like it's just so convenient. So goddamn convenient. Yeah, it was dead too. It like died. And then yeah, left. it kind of bugged me, but it's whatever. I think that out of like all the storylines that were kind of formulating, because you get all these pairings, you know, so it's like yeah, Robin... Uh, Dustin, Dustin, Steve, and then it's and then it's like you get Eleven and Max, which I like. That was a cool yeah. pairing too, just because it's like, oh, she's finally with with Max, like they're finally friends, and then she gets all these dope new fits, and then she's like, yeah, fucking going off on Mike and shit. Excuse me, a dick to her, and that their pairing is kind of like out of all of them. I think just the storyline I don't really care for as much like the other ones, even Joyce and uh, Hopper. And fucking Joyce and Hopper, I like that one. It's even better. And what's that Russian guy's name? At this point. Oh, yeah. Spirit of us later. (laughs) Yes, bro. (laughs) Well, it's not his act. His name's Alexi, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. It's not the greatest, really. And plus with the Max and Eleven storyline, it's cool because Max is like teaching her more about the world. You know, she's like, teaching her because she's kind of this she's not like naive she's just a little you know she just hasn't been taught like the stuff that all these re- regular kids have been taught like she just doesn't know about like yeah, she just what boys know. are like you know like what other kids are like like how dating works she, she just hasn't experienced it she's unexperienced and max is kind of giving her a crash course on like how this shit works yeah, it's like Will's getting his childhood taken away from him, and Eleven's getting her childhood given yeah. back. The only the only people she sees are Mike, or not given, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like throughout the story, she gets pieces of it back. Yeah, like they said that she had seen Mike every day for six months, and Hopper. That's it. Like she doesn't really see anyone else, so she doesn't get all these other perceptions and just how to be a, like a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to think what else I liked about this episode. Yeah. I like too that uh, even Dustin's given Steve advice and Steve's listening to him, just like being post high school and not caring about that shit. And I think the funniest part for me in the episodes was when they're like fucking following that the dude who works at the yoga place and shit. And they, they think he's some Russian fool. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was funny. The part was good. That was funny. I th- yeah, that's my favorite storyline. Out of all of those. I think yeah, same. out of these three first episodes, the third one definitely was the one that felt like, okay, it's finally getting shit going this season. It felt like yeah. Mm-hmm. Every every episode after these ones, I think, are the better the better episodes. If that does that make sense? Yeah. It's like the better portion of the season. Mm-hmm. Luke, Zach, you guys you guys got anything else? I think I got everything. No, you're good. No, you yeah. feel like I probably think of something after, but um did you guys catch when they were when they're talking about they do that whole saying it's like whatever whatever China like right when they say China it zooms into dogs on a stick I was like damn that's a little that's a little dig what I did not see that yeah they did that shit that is a dig and then I didn't see this one I I, I saw this on Twitter it was just that the girl that she like blows up her fucking drink was the girl that curved um, Dustin and yeah, all those well, girls were the girls that like were laughing at Dustin at the dance before. Oh, no way. Yeah, I thought that was a cool little callback. That is dope. That's hilarious. Other than that, I'm trying to think. Not much else. It ended brutal. Like, they fucking... Yeah. They ended good. Just with the whole Popper getting his shit rocked by that Arnold Schwarzenegger dude. Yeah, Gregory. 
He's straight up a just a copy of the Terminator. And then and then they just get their own parents. Yeah. I was so happy when that dude from the fucking paper got rocked. I was like, man, I don't even mm. care what happens to that fool. Oh, God, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> yeah. oh, dude, all those fools, man. Fuck all of them. Just a bunch of dipshits. Oh, oh my God. Wait. Oh, we already talked about this. What's just up? about how fucking like just about how like when they're making fun of Nancy at, in the paper office like they're just saying the stupidest fucking jokes yeah just the trashiest jokes that no one would ever laugh at and you know they're all terrible at their job when like she's bringing evidence and saying hey this shit is happening to all these people and they're not even gonna look into it it's like y'all are how do you guys even have this job <laughs> there's no way there's that much crazy shit happening in the city there's the protests and then this <laughs> that's it yeah how many people live in Hawkins I think it's 30,000 30, it has to be decent size right if they have a, a fucking super like a mall. outlet mall yeah yeah true yeah okay so that's it that's all we got for Stranger Things definitely the next episodes are where I feel like it picks up so there'll be more to go into and alright yeah so that's it but yeah so if you're listening follow us on Twitter at NotMoviePod on Twitter IG follow our fucking YouTube which is Culture Crave got more content coming on there alright that's it I think that's it boys right yeah we good shout outs oh shout out Julian Uh, Gallegos our editor yeah shout out Julian j5music.com check him out our boys mixing for Rich the Kid man legit uh I love you mom (laughs) shout out moms (laughs) Yeah, I love you, man. All right. <laughs> All right, we out of here. We out of here. Yeah, we out. We out. Peace. Peace.